Hello and welcome to a Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. Today we are talking about the marathon that you are running. Did you know you were running a marathon? If you paid attention to my video last week, you knew you were <laughs> running a marathon. Uh, we're going to be diving in a little deeper on the analogy um, that came through me and to me. I don't think it came from me of life being a marathon and uh, some of the themes that are in that poem and that analogy and how they apply to our lives. Because I think a lot of the conversations and arguments that happen on Twitter are a direct in uh, relate directly to this. Mm. And then a lot of the roles that are described are those that we kind of weave in and out of mm-hmm. as we're living our lives as we're running our marathon yes uh so for those who haven't heard it because i don't believe that everyone actually pays attention to every single thing i tweet (laughs) uh we're gonna play it here and then we'll give you a chance to listen and then we'll talk about it the morning broke the course was set the runners stretched and paced Anticipation now transformed to focus on each face. All knew the goal for everyone was not a record time, but rather each at their own speed to cross the finish line. The gun went off, and just as fast some sprinted out ahead. Others jogged or walked or stood a moment more instead. Before too long, the group was stretched along the rugged course, as monumental was the task Relentless was the force. Until, among those looking on, a voice was heard to say, Give up, you're tired. The sun is high. Go off another way. Another yelled from in the pack, I can't go on much more. Isn't there a shorter route? I'm thirsty, weak, and sore. Soon enough, their voices were now joined by others still. We aren't as strong or fast as some. Their fears consumed their will. Look there, one shouted, pointing out a shortcut to the end, an unmarked path that cut around the hardest hills and bends. Why don't we walk along this trail and skip around the trials? The course as marked is far too hard across too many miles. Just then, a runner pressing on turned and said, My friend, the course is clear. Be not afraid, we all can reach the end. That shortcut looks appealing now, but leads to certain doom. To cheat won't get you anything but pain, regret, and gloom. Some from the pack still wandered off and took the failing way. Others, focused, carried on throughout the grueling day. At sunset, when the final few completed every step, Together at the finish line, all thanked the course they kept. When life is hard and faith is weak and strength is all but gone, may all remember why we chose to run this marathon. It wasn't for an easy road for freedom from the trials, but what we'd learn with every step become with every mile. Some run fast and others walk as we all homeward wend. What matters most? To stay the course 
until we've reached the end. So that concept came to me about like a, what, like a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it just started in my mind formulating into a poem. So then one night when I was putting the kids to bed, I was just like, I'm going to try typing this up into a poem. And then it just flowed super seamlessly. Yeah, cool. And then I couldn't turn back from there. <laughs> so then once it was a poem, then I was like, well, that'll be perfect. I can tweet out the poem, but then I'll make it into a video. Yeah, so anyway, it's awesome. a little tidbit about how it came so i definitely think it was more of an inspired concept not just it wasn't just you because we watched that episode of monk where that guy cheated on that marathon <laughs> <laughs> put it in your mind uh we watched that more than two weeks ago i don't really i, I only vaguely remember, remember that, that. <laughs> never mind <laughs> no i'm just kidding but that wasn't the one with the streaker was it is that the same episode the guy running <laughs> might have been I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll blend together. I'll I know. And yes, we're watching Monk for the first time, and it's 2021. Okay? <laughs> Deal with it, people. You can keep your judgment in your own faces. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I identify with not every role explained, but mm -hmm. I certainly identify with more than one role explained mm -hmm. in there, depending on the point in my life or yeah, even the point in a given week in, in some respects. Yeah, I agree. For a long time, I was doing more of a like walk jog <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for a long time. I feel like since we've had our oldest kid, I've been just sprinting. Yeah. Like I feel exhausted at the end of every day. Right. Physically and mentally. So that's sure. definitely what it feels like. Not just because we're busier with our kids, but we're trying to like educate them uh, and we're trying to educate them spiritually and temporally. Right. We're trying to keep ourselves spiritually fed. We have more reason to be more spiritually yeah. focused so then yeah you you can't let up as much yeah. when you at least for me mm -hmm. having kids keeps me from ever feeling justified in letting i up. mean before we had kids did we ever care about doing family home home evening You're no we're to terrible at it still as a couple and stuff but we probably did it like we, three times in our whole marriage three. for that four years <laughs> we might have just gone and accidentally and said, maybe we went to the movies this was family home evening or something like that yeah, we prayed and read our scriptures we did daily no we did that but stuff. the actual family home evening definitely not mm -hmm. and that was before come follow me so it was pretty much the show up to church uh -huh. maybe read the lesson manual beforehand uh -huh. but we weren't very good at that either no except for you were a teacher in early societies for many years so well, you I would had to then yeah yeah but not like i read the other people's lessons true um yeah for me i i of course at times identify more as the runner who's wanting to keep everyone on the correct course and identify what the correct course is uh-huh um, especially more recently, mm -hmm. but I certainly at times have been the, um, I'm not as fast as, you know, strong or fast as some mm -hmm. and feeling just almost hopeless or, or defeated before yeah. the marathon's even over. Yeah. 
And um, not to just beat this analogy into the ground, but I think of it like the difference between a sprint and a marathon. Mm -hmm. So in a sprint, you really do only get one shot mm -hmm. and it's all on the line and it's all in one go. Not go fast. And if you, yeah, and there's only one speed that matters and it's the fastest speed. Mm -hmm. And it's very much about your relation to everyone else. I mean, in a real marathon, sure, you're still trying. Yeah, you're still trying to win a marathon. <laughs> but a lot of people run marathons just to prove to themselves that they can complete oh, yeah. the marathon. Like uh -huh. there's plenty of people who aren't, know they're not going to be in the first 50, not uh -huh. even the first 100, but they just want to complete the course. Yeah. Um, And so I think, yeah, I, there have been times where I viewed it more like a sprint and I was just exhausted or I was slower than everyone around me. And I thought, well, what, what's the point? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to measure up. I might as well just start walking or stand or just sit down or not necessarily give up, but just like my momentum was plateaued, a mm -hmm. total spiritual plateau. Yeah. Comfy, spiritually comfy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the last I felt that way, probably ironically, was just before I created my Latter-day Doofus Twitter account and started interacting with mm -hmm. other folks who were fired up about the gospel. I mean, yeah. I can't overstate how positive of an impact the Twitter community has had on my testimony in mm -hmm. real life. Yeah. Twitter's not real, but the impacts of those associations have been very real mm -hmm. well because we don't really have the type of word that like has like religious discussions <laughs> like on sunday <laughs> they do that sounds really bad on sunday they do sure in class it's not like, the currency you wouldn't go and like talk to anybody outside of that you would talk to them about surfing, you would talk to them about volleyball, you would yeah. talk to them about the things that they're interested in for their day to day. About your like, mysterious like surgery in Mexico that yeah. you claim is dental surgery. Yeah, you would talk <laughs> and you about come your back secret plastic surgery. Suddenly, fifty pounds lighter with larger a larger chest. <laughs> Nothing swollen on your face. What? <laughs> what? part of your body did the dentist work on again <laughs> anyway like even true story but anyway moving even on you're hanging out like in the nursery where we have to hang out a lot yeah. of the parents they're sure. not talking about religious stuff during they're always talking yeah. about their day-to-day -day stuff yeah and so i agree it's nice to have somewhere other than like you and i obviously all the time sure to, but somewhere the outside, outside of find people home. that are excited about the gospel because yeah. it is really exciting and i think that's where Again, not to beat the analogy into the ground, <laughs> but I'm totally but going will. to because that's what the episode's about. That's where you find like a pack to to kind of, you know, to run with for a while and to um, draft off each other and mm -hmm. kind of take some of that uh, burden off of each other temporarily. Like maybe on a given day, mm -hmm. you're feeling really solid and you're going to be out in front and everyone else is going to be, you know, kind of close behind you. Mm -hmm. And then there's other days where someone else is going to need to take a turn and you're kind of pacing along behind them. Yeah. But um, I think it's important, even though it's not a sprint, it's important to be mindful of your pace uh -huh. and to surround yourself with other people who care about their pace. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're only looking at the people who are standing for, you know, hours and hours or in life, years yeah. and years, uh -huh. 
you could think you're doing pretty good because you're walking. Yeah, so I'm ahead of them. Yeah, at <laughs> least I'm not as bad as this guy yeah. who, you know, only goes to church every other week and drinks coffee or whatever your yeah, thing whatever, is. Yeah, whatever, mm yeah. -hmm. But if you're surrounding yourself with people who are so fired up that they're watching conference as though it's the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. um, or as the other people watch the Super Bowl, yeah. and people who, when the new church handbook update comes out are reading it and <laughs> tweeting about it and figuring out what all the changes are yeah then suddenly you don't feel so comfortable yeah and you're true. wanting to join in on some of that stuff it's true and that's very much been my transformation in the last few years is just realizing how much more the church can be a part of my every part of my life mm -hmm. not just a thing I do on Sundays and every once in a while during the week. Yeah, I um was thinking about when I was growing up, then it definitely was more of like an up and down, like sometimes feeling like I was doing going faster and sure. sometimes going slower. And that really just depended on when I was taking control of my spirituality myself. Um, like when I was a teenager, when I was going in seminary and stuff like that, mm -hmm. then I would have that spiritual boost in the morning all the time. And I took seminary really seriously. Mm -hmm. So I would re do the readings and I would listen really carefully in class most of the time, obviously. Still was a teenager. Yeah. Me too for the one year I went. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh sad. <laughs> but anyway, so that was like the time I could get spiritually fed. Yeah. Um, because of at home, it was more of like a, we don't we didn't really talk about it that much mm -hmm. and on sundays i before i had my driver's license i couldn't get to church without a ride there so i'd be like standing by the front door from <laughs> the church start at 10 from like 9 40 yeah and like urging people to get ready until whenever they decided to get ready yeah. 10 30 sometimes they'd be like well we're just missing sacrament meeting today <sighs> i'm all ready so that was not a priority for my parents yeah. <laughs> anyway but um, I know my mom talks about when I was a kid and Sundays when she didn't want to go to church and I'd be getting up and getting dressed mm -hmm. and then she'd feel guilty. Yeah. So she'd take me <laughs> or she'd be having bad anxiety and didn't want to go to church. Yeah. And I'd be all excited to go and then she'd feel bad. Yeah. But now I think about that with our kids. Like I think uh -huh. if our oldest, if our son, if we were like, we're not going to church, he would be super devastated. Yeah, he would. Like, oh, we won't, but I want to go. I mean, back when primary was happening. All yeah. That. So that's oh, just like funny. a good example to me of what kind of impact you can have on your children's spirituality. Yeah. Like if you see that that's something they're really eager about and that's something that they want, or, you know, you foster that if they don't. Sure. But um, then you should be helping them. <laughs> so I, I did have spiritual experiences as a teenager, but uh, they were like, no thanks to them. My own finding, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like praying and receiving that from yeah. Heavenly Father, that spiritual. Uh, it was like a, a gift to me. <laughs> well, and so that brings up an important question. Can anyone run your marathon proxy for you? Nope. No, right? Like yeah. you you have to be the one, whether you're running, walking, sometimes sprinting, sometimes jogging. That's less important. But what matters is that you stay in the race, that you are continuing every single day of your life and you can't just say well i just don't feel like i can do it yeah so i'm gonna let joe 
Fivus <laughs> no. take the reins for a while, and I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah. It doesn't happen. No, I mean, it doesn't work like that. You're either running or you're not. Yeah. You're in the race or you're not. Mm -hmm. And how far you get really does, does depend on you, what you're going to do. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, as far as, like, the the idea of running a race too you wouldn't just run a race in your flip-flops and uh, sure you know jeans or whatever if you're running a marathon that would be detrimental to you so you have to do preparation in order to be able to yeah do Unless your best the right? beta breakers and yeah, you're see, running in the nude bring up <laughs> they didn't have anything holding them back i guess <laughs> i know so when you, as soon as I saw the footage on your video, that was like yeah. all I could think about was. I'm sorry. Because that's the only PTSD. time I've done, <laughs> I've done any kind of like running races, yeah. which my mom dragged me along as a teenager five times or so to the base breakers. It's a uh, race in San Francisco. It's like about eight miles or so, maybe seven. <laughs> it goes and? across San Francisco <laughs> and it's basically just a bunch of weirdos dressed up in costumes or wearing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but not people that, sh I mean, nobody should be walking around in the nude, but no, let's face walking, it. Usually they were yeah, running, running but okay. sometimes they were walking. <laughs> let's face it. Fit people in the nude is bad enough, mm -hmm. but these were out of shape. Many I'm of them, shaped, mostly older old men. men. <laughs> a couple of For women. a poor teenage girl. <laughs> but they were always Or running. child. I'm not sure why no, your mother took you there. I don't know why either. There's a disconnect. You but know, anyways. It's, it was interesting. Yeah. So that's I what I... Those, let's see. Who could, those, <laughs> who could those represent in the analogy? I don't know. <laughs> that feels like a very pragmo thing to do. I know. This is it, how I feel comfortable create space for me hold the space for me running the no nude. one wanted to run next to them <laughs> yeah we'll hold your space them. <laughs> and there's like some people that dress up like there's these people that dress up like salmon every year and they would do the opposite course upstream. Oh. <laughs> and there's like there's some people that would do the same things every year yeah, they have, like, costume contests and stuff like that. they were looking forward to it for <laughs> 11 months yeah. that's the saddest part yeah I can't wait to get back in my salmon uniform. <laughs> anyway, but we digress. Yes, we did. <laughs> I so I uh, I definitely want to talk about the um, you know go off another way crowd because mm -hmm. as some of our listeners will be intimately aware of, there has been increasingly more and more people who are openly rebelling against faithful members and trying to either cancel them, sway them, or just make things acceptable that are totally not mm -hmm. the correct course. For example, things like, I pray to Heavenly Mother, mm -hmm. or Joseph Smith was a flawed man. Brigham Young was a flawed man. They weren't really prophets per se, but they... <laughs> did the best that they could, but they had all of these problems. They were racist. They were blah, blah, blah. Oh. Or things like, well, I'm going to believe in this part of the doctrine, but I can't wait for this part of it to change. To for changed. the yeah. yeah, for the brethren to uh -huh. wake up and get with the woke ideology yeah. of the of the current moment. Oh. I know, I can't stand that. And 
I know that to some people they see that and they're like, well, you know, it's their problem. It's not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to go and argue with them? Mm -hmm. But that's where I take issue because they are very clearly and it's no stretch to say they are trying to change the course. They're saying go off on this other path, mm -hmm. this unmarked path, but that'll just be just as good. That'll get you to the same and you'll still get salvation. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Believe in your own version of God, mm -hmm. in your own version of what it means to be a faithful Latter-day Saint. Mm -hmm. Believe in your own, basically your own church. Yeah. But you'll we'll all end up in the same place in the end. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. The course has been marked by God himself. It's been marked through his prophets. But whether it was a prophet who lived 100 years ago or 20 years ago, or today doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. They don't, prophetic counsel doesn't get outdated because it came from God. God's not going to reveal something that he then says, oh, sorry, it's been a decade. I don't care about that. And obviously, yes, policies change and the church reveals further things. But there's not cases where the church is saying, oh, that huge revelation that we gave. Mm -hmm. We're just completely reversing. Oh, I know. Policies, sure, they shift, they change. Um, you know, things like manuals and procedures yeah. and all that. Sure. They have to change. They this have to change because, yeah, the, the church is growing and that's all fine and good. But the core doctrines, the fundamental beliefs, the course, not going to change. Hasn't changed, isn't going to change. And anybody who raises their voice and says, oh, you're tired of having to believe in these things it's hard come over in this way they're trying to fool you yeah. they are not doing you any favors and it's because they don't feel comfortable with it so they want more people to agree with them mm -hmm. so they can say oh it's the problem with the brethren it's the problem with the doctrine it's not a problem with me and the thing with that is that while you may be hearing voices of people telling you like come over here this is the better way it's not like that's the only voice that you have to listen to right you have if you really want to know is this the right course that i'm on or is the course they're steering me toward the right one mm -hmm. then what do you do you read what the prophets say yeah you read the scriptures the course is marked. you pray yourself to heavenly father and once you immerse yourself in those things those spiritual things you will be able to feel the spirit and you will hear the answer that when you ask, am I on the right course? Or are right. they leading me on the right course? You'll know. He will tell right. you. Always. And the fruits of the Spirit are peace. You mm -hmm. can't fake peace. Mm -hmm. Satan can impersonate a lot of excitement and mm -hmm. a lot of other feelings, but he can't fake peace. No, he so can't. look for the peace. Where do you feel peaceful? What do you feel peaceful about? Yeah. And that's your course. Exactly. So you would, you'll know. Mm -hmm. Another, it's not really mentioned in the poem, but mm -hmm. another crowd that's important to mention, especially when we're talking about Twitter, yeah. <laughs> is the, the fast runners, the ones who are at a great pace, who mm -hmm. were born for this. And uh, sometimes it's tempting for them to look back and see the feeble joggers or the walkers mm -hmm. or the lazy learners <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically who we're talking about yeah um those who are are struggling and aren't you know doing as well uh, it's 
tempting for them to look back and say, ah, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You, you were even running the same race. Look at you back there. You, you're totally failing. Yeah. Or maybe to just be really confident in their pace uh-huh. and in their skill and people to look at that and then say, oh, no, I'm not doing as well. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the social media version, all social media, where it looks like they're, they're <laughs> yeah. showing off like I'm way shot. ahead of you. But they're really next to you. Yeah, they're standing. You. They're standing with one foot up in the air and their knee bent, and then they post a photo saying, "I was running so fast, and you, you should have seen how fast it. I you was." Think they're doing better than you. You get all. Oh disturbed. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's one that gets me all the time. I think that's worse than even come on this course for me. Is I'm way ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Give up. That's mm-hmm. one that. Whether they really are or not. Yeah the impact is the same mm-hmm. if you believe it. Yeah. So what's the takeaway? What's the lesson to be learned in that? You just try to be real yourself with where you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And make sure people know that you're there to help them, not to, you and, know. And for you to remember that you're the only one whose course yeah, doesn't or, or who's running matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one you constantly have to remind yourself about. That it's you're not trying to compete with other people because you're yeah. not living the same exact life, the same exact circumstances, yeah. or the same exact anything as anybody else. And maybe you being willing to continue walking but staying on the course is a lot harder and a lot more noble than someone who at the moment has it pretty good and is able to sprint with mm-hmm. very little effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at some of the people I see run real marathons who are currently you know in terrible physical shape or who have some medical issue that makes it really difficult or painful for them to run Mm -hmm. and they're still willing to run Mm -hmm. and they're not going to finish in first place but i don't see that as any less noble and in some ways it's even more noble than someone who you know running a marathon is relatively straightforward i'm not going to say easy because i don't think a marathon is easy for anybody but a little more natural or their health is in in a better place Mm -hmm. um and so it doesn't take as much effort. You know, it's kind of like the widow's might idea, but with with your effort in the gospel, there's times where it's going to take every bit of your effort just to stay the course, even if you're only at a walking pace. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But you just should never get complacent and say, I'm good to just walk mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to miss out on opportunities to prove to yourself what you can do. Yeah. It's the whole thing behind, like, you need to walk before you can run. Right. Um, I know it says that several times in my patriarchal blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, it repeats that a lot. So that's something that I think about a lot is that, like, a lot of times you do just want to run or sprint, like, out of the gate. But a lot of times your husband wants you to just run or sprint right out the <laughs> yeah, gate because yeah. he's a little bit overly enthused <laughs> about everything in life. Yeah. And sometimes we do. <laughs> you mentioned we ready. could maybe move the couch, and he's got one hand on the couch sliding across the living room. <laughs> yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> like, wait, I'm not ready. Wait, I'm I wanted to get to used to the idea. <laughs> I can't be ready for that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You already said the idea. No, you're used to it. I have to be careful to get my mind wrapped around things before mentioning them <laughs> to you. <laughs> but that is. The way that I am is I need to be able to step into something and then take my time to figure it out before I'm ready to 
uh, go full throttle, I guess yeah. you'd say, with most things. I thought but you were going to say go to I'm the ready, distance, and yeah. I was going to give you the award for running oh, it well. into the ground. <laughs> no. Continue. Sorry, continue. For running it into the ground. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you did it without a That pun was appreciated, but not intended. Go ahead. <laughs> what was I even saying? I'm sorry. Let's see. <laughs> I don't sleep at night. This is a <laughs> No, I shouldn't interrupt the poor sleep-deprived woman. Oh. Um, oh yeah, but once I once I am able to get my mind wrapped around something and find that I'm ready for it, I can definitely put everything I have into it. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and there's something to be said then for being um being mindful of your pace regularly. So yeah. Not just saying like, oh, I have to keep this one pace or this mm -hmm. is um, or, or recognizing when you're at your limit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, I'd recognizing say, if it is your limit or if it's not. Yeah. I'd say it's like if like if you're training for a marathon or something yeah. like that, you wouldn't be just start out, run, 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 Full run, sprint. run all the whole marathon length. You would have to train for it. You'd have to do a little increments and get stronger physically until you're able to do the whole distance. Right. So what are some times when um, people have encouraged you along the course? Like when you've been at a slower pace and feeling that discouragement, but then things, what are some things that people have done or what are times when people have encouraged you? Um, I, the ones that come to mind are mainly Heavenly Father encouraging me yeah. more so than people. I don't, yeah. I'm sure people have encouraged me, but the ones that come no, to my plentiful. mind first are yeah. the Heavenly Father ones. Like, um, there's a few times where I was really feeling discouraged. One was when our we have a I have a close family member that you know about that um, left the church. I don't remember how many years ago it was. Probably like five or mm -hmm. six years ago, and um, it was really hard especially at first um, because the gospel does mean so much to me and um, took me, a, it took me a long time to come to terms with that. That was a reality for her. Mm -hmm. um, but I would still pray for her all the time. And there was one particular instance years after she'd left the church. And, um, and when I say left the church, it's like, left it not inactive yeah. records like, removed yes records removed gave Rec the temple temple recommend recommend back and yeah. stuff like that we're done yeah we don't, believe. We don't like like yeah. anti-church yes anyway there's one time when she told me she texted me and told me about she'd been having something really hard happen in her life and then she'd moved to a new place and her son had gotten sick and had been at the hospital that day and her husband had taken him in the car to the hospital and she'd been home with her daughter, but she, they didn't have, they had the other, another car, but it didn't have any car seats in it. And the daughter was little and she couldn't go to the hospital to see them. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know anybody in there. She just moved there. Mm -hmm. And she told me that just somebody, a neighbor had just come to her door to like welcome her to the neighborhood. And she'd been really upset at the time. So she told her what had happened and the neighbor just loaned her a car seat. Mm -hmm. And that happening she told me about it, so she must have known that yeah. it was. That, yeah. You know, her heart was softened a little bit, but she never said that. But it was a testimony to me that Heavenly Father was still watching out for her. 
which was an answer to my prayers. So I thought that was really cool. And it's interesting. It makes me wonder how many times things like that have happened and she hasn't told you. Yeah, exactly. So the Lord is definitely aware of people's needs. And, you know, I think it's important too that you've never looked back as you're, you know, pacing ahead and said, oh, you're so messed up. You're off this other course. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? you idiot or whatever yeah. i mean you're you've been very kind and respectful but also unapologetic in your faith and your beliefs and you still yeah post what you believe on line and she sees it and she doesn't have to like it or she doesn't have to whatever yeah i feel like as long as i can be myself and my true self it has a huge part of it is the gospel mm -hmm. um then what else can I do? I, I'm not going to yeah. pretend I'm not Just who I am. Running. And I don't expect her to try and cover up whatever she's feeling or, you know, where she's at either. Right. I think we can still love people that are farther behind us and encourage them in the ways that we can without, you know, seeming like we're criticizing. Right. Well, and so, that's yeah. my, don't get me started. I will <laughs> rant about this for hours, but that's my <laughs> biggest pet peeve with, when people say everyone who uses this particular hashtag is guilty of all of these other things by association, it really ticks me off because not to act like I'm superior, but I don't mm -hmm. spend my days and waste my tweets criticizing and making fun of other people's gait or telling them that they're too slow mm -hmm. or making fun of them for walking mm -hmm. or having a big forehead. I am <laughs> on there to course to, to mark the course, to help keep the clear concept of what the course is. And I will argue against anyone and everyone who says, this is not the course, but stop associating me just because other people who also are marking the course mm -hmm. may occasionally indulge in laughing about someone else's gate. Mm -hmm. Don't accuse me of that. Stop associating me with that. And obviously that's a little bit of pride on my part, but it is really frustrating that, um, you know, people conflate the two and think like, oh, if you're, if you're Part of this. running well, and if you're running with other people who are also marking the course and you're marking the course, I, I'm using the phrase marking the course. I hope that makes sense. But, you know, mm -hmm. declaring this is the course. Well, we don't like that. And it makes us feel bad. So you're doing something that's wrong. No, we're really not. Mm -hmm. We're trying, or at least I am trying, and many of my associates are trying to simply say, don't go off this other way. Don't get lost. Mm -hmm. Stay on the course. Yeah, I mean, you're accountable for what you say, not what other people are right. saying, just because you associate with them. I would say, even within the church, I wouldn't want people to say... You're in the ward with so and so. The same as these other people. There's people. I at heard what levels. Brother Davis said. <laughs> exactly. You're guilty of it. I yeah. mean, people outside the church or ex-members, a lot of times do that, where they say, "Well, people the church in your church do this because my because bishop was I mean knew to me." So and so. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. There's human error, and yeah. there are humans making bad choices, and there are people doing better it's yeah. just but you which can't. in reality i know that and i don't mind people you I know, know they can have their stupid opinions whatever I know. but um it is amusing to me and just to you know relating it back to the analogy it is amusing to me how offended people can get by you simply saying 
I refuse to go off course and I refuse to acknowledge your deviation as mm-hmm. valid. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you say, well, we just don't agree. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> agree to disagree, <laughs> yeah. runner, roadrunner. <laughs> yeah, you had one more. You said you had two, a couple of examples of people helping you, right? Did mm-hmm. you have one more mm-hmm. before I nutshell it and end this episode? <laughs> yeah. okay. You're a good nutsheller, but... Anyway, my other ones were when our, we talked about before, when our daughter, third do, our third child, our daughter was born, was going to be born. And we found out that she was maybe not going to be able to stay with us. When we, I first talked to the doctor about that and she had said that she had that chromosome disorder. I was by myself. And so I felt really discouraged and I mm-hmm. like drove. It was just a routine appointment. Yeah. We it was didn't just a routine know. Appointment. Well, she called me in, but it was like a time when you couldn't come with me. We didn't know it was going to be something like that. Yeah. So I went in anyway. So then I drove there and talked to her and was really upset. And then I drove like halfway home and then I pulled over and like just cried in the car for a while. But then I thought you should be praying about this. So just prayed in the car and I had a really peaceful feeling in a time when I never should have been feeling at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, that was one of the times when I felt like I was really discouraged in my, what I was doing, my race, as you would Mm -hmm. say, but I felt really encouraged all of a sudden. So my other. And that really (laughs) comes down to, why did God mark the course that he marked? It's because he knows that it will bring the most comfort and the most peace and the most strength. It's not going to be the easiest course. It's not going to be the shortest course, but it is the course that can be achievable and will bring the most growth. Mm -hmm. And if you are running a marathon, you're probably not running it because you enjoy being out of shape. (laughs) You're running it because you want to be stronger and you train for it. And likewise, this is our chance to become stronger, to prepare for the rest of eternity. If you think about how long a race is, a marathon race is in relation to the length of your life, not a big deal. You know, one one day, a, a chunk out of one day. Well, look at eternity, the rest of your existence and look at your earth life similar comparison like our time here is so short and to say that it's worth giving up or that it's you know the effort isn't worth the reward is a false belief everybody has the potential equality of opportunity to reach the end there's not going to be equality of outcome god prepared a way for a very good reason he knows we're not all going to make it Mm-hmm. That's why there's kingdoms of glory. That's why there's the atonement. That's why there's all of these um, plans in place. We're not all going to just perfectly stroll along, but that doesn't change the fact that the course is the only correct course. Mm-hmm. And that is the covenant path. We are all running on it. We are all, well, we are all on it. We are not all running. Some of us are walking. Mm-hmm. Some of us are jogging. Some of us are taking time when we're doing some of each. But the course is what matters. Mm -hmm. And with that, I am done 
running this analogy into the <laughs> ground. No more puns. No more running. We're good. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We always appreciate thinking about the topics before we record. And it's fun to have an excuse to kind of talk some of this stuff out and um, to be more, uh, just more mindful. I think, you know, we, yeah. we're always like thinking, oh, we should talk about that on a yeah. podcast sometime. Yeah. Or, oh, that would be fun <laughs> to talk about sometime. Yep. Um, like Amber said earlier, we pretty much always are talking about the gospel. Not a day goes by. And yeah. That's that's a good thing. But it gives <laughs> us a little bit more focus and we kind of can dig a little deeper into some yeah. of these things that normally we'd probably have just been fleeting thoughts or mm-hmm. talk about one day and then don't think about it again yeah. so get a sentence out get interrupted by a kid exactly <laughs> yes but we really appreciate having an audience so that we can keep doing this so thank you mm-hmm. and uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions for future episodes be sure to let us know and we will talk to you next time bye everybody bye